Podcast. A Magical Myth Entertainment Production. Hosted by Miss Nikki Kirby. Co-hosted by Saul Ravencraft. Sponsored by Ever Moving Lee Rise and Moonlight Potions and Charms. Executive Producer Nikki Kirby. And welcome to Witch Chat Chats, sponsored by Moonlight Posters and Charms, Ever Moving We Rise, and Saul, the Wizard for Hire. I am your. Hey! <laughs> you can well, you mentioned my name. You mentioned my name. I got excited. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you, you are Miss Nikki Kirby, our goddess host. Yes. And they need to come on in and have a seat for a spell. Indeed. And so our wizard for hire is over there or over there <laughs> or down there. Or I'm here. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Um, uh, I'm going to so be honest. I'm going to be honest. Your vibe feels a little um, intense right now. What's going on? Oh, well, last night um, there was uh, two fire trucks and two ambulances on my road along with a police car. And they were at my neighbor's house. And, of course, my mom wants me to stand outside to see what's going on at my neighbor's house. And um, my neighbors are very good friends of ours. And so... I couldn't stay out there long because I was going to be on the Magical Witchy World Show of um, our friend. Um, her name just slipped out of my mind. Star Ravenhawk, isn't it? Thank you. <laughs> Star Ravenhawk. going to be on her panel. And so I went on her panel and um, I did that show last night. And then this morning when I woke up, um, our neighbor, our friend, um, Thomas, I found out that he had died um, this morning oh, no. um, from a heart attack that he had had. And so I'm kind of still trying to um, get through that today. Wow, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. My yeah. goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I'm so sorry for that, Nikki. Um and yet, and yet, that is that is part of our path. Mm-hmm. You know, the the thing about it is, he was only about ten years older than me. Mm. So it it wasn't like he was some, you know, old crippling old man. He wasn't, you know. Um, and I'm I'm still remembering how he and and um, his construction crew. He was. He had a construction crew, and they were putting up. Um, another friend of mine had knocked down our mailbox, mm-hmm. and so I bought. I had to buy a bigger mailbox anyway because Moonlight Potions and Charms was, you know, taking off, and we couldn't fit all the mail, all the boxes. 
<laughs> you know, a little teeny tiny mailbox. And so we bought a bigger mailbox anyway. And um, I remember um, he said that he was going to put it up. And so him and his crew was all sitting there trying to figure out how to put up this mailbox. And we're all arguing on how to put up this mailbox. And um, finally, his um, stepson, um, Zach, who went to um, Wake Forest, um, he was actually playing for Wake Forest. Um, he was actually the one who was able to figure out how to put up the mailbox. So... <laughs> um so he was they were the ones who put up our um mailbox and everything right. um but um no um yeah so i was just it's just been really kind of hard because he was a he was a really good man um he tried his you know he tried his best to try right. to help out people and everything and he um, raised um, three good boys, and he had a very good marriage. And you know, he was just—he was just one of those people who always try to help out. Right. He always try to help out, you know. And this is the one thing that I really, really want to kind of point out because he was a person of color, and. The thing about it is we're we're talking about people of color and their health because they are not a lot of times they are not looked at or they're not taken as seriously as people who are white and or they don't take themselves as seriously and they're not likely to go to a doctor. Damn it. Go to a doctor because you are more likely to be affected, especially when it comes to like heart disease and, and stuff like that. Go to a doctor, get checked out. Damn, go and get checked out, you know, because right. you don't know what's going to affect you, especially when it comes to heart disease. Women, ladies, we are affected differently, okay? My mother, when she had her heart attack, it was in her hands. It wasn't in her chest. It was in her hands. Her hands had turned blood red, and she was having her heart attack. Wow. She had no pain in her in her chest. It was in her hands. Women have it differently. Um, men are most of, most of the time they have it in their chest and they have it in one arm. Women, we don't. We have it differently. A lot of times we're, we we say, okay, we're tired. We need to lay down. No, 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 no. We need to go get checked out. We're the ones that are least likely to go get checked out because we always say, oh, if we go lay down, if if we go do this or that, we need to go take care of this. No, go get checked out. Damn, go get checked out because we're the ones that are less likely to be looked at. Sure. You know, just start fighting for yourselves because we're the ones that are not being looked at. Damn. It's just, sure. it just really, really begins to tick me off. So I are mean, you up for this today? 
Do what? Are you up for this today? Yeah, I'm up to do this today. It's, it's just that two days before he had the ambulance there because he had passed out mm-hmm. and he didn't want to go to the hospital. And I'm like, go get checked out. <laughs> Right. And he didn't. So anyway, that is my thing about health. Sure. Go get checked out. Make sure that your ticker is running fine. Every organ is running fine because you never know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so with that dim thing, how's your how's your weekend? Um so well, I mean it's it's uh it's going all right, but it's it's important that we deal with reality like this. When you're doing a show, there's there's the desire to, to always make everything happy, everything's good, right? As witches and wizards, we got it all under control, right? There's never any problem going on with us, and it's bullshit. We're humans. We are living in the same world that everybody else is. Uh, but I think that one of the things that happens with our path is we we do put out the vision of what we want and what we're trying to manifest. But I think we also deal with reality. And it's important that when something like this happens and we're affected by it, we, we can we can put on the face or or we can be real. And so. I appreciate you sharing this. I know this is uncomfortable for you. I know this is affecting you. I know you'd like to be done with this as soon as possible so you can get back to grieving and healing. Uh, But I also hope that somehow being with us does help you grieve and does help you heal. And uh, my love goes out to you and everybody affected by his death. Can you say his name again for everyone, please? His name is Thomas. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Hail to the traveler, Thomas. Hail to the traveler. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What do we have a divination for today? Oh, yes. So let me get to... Okay, what's our divination for today? Oh, so our tea divination for today is... The things you take for granted, someone else is praying for. Mm. So what do you think that means? Well, it seems especially profound uh, with what you were just talking about. Uh, Oh, yeah. You know, we're uh, uh, we're doing our little show here and uh, and working on what we think are problems. And uh, some people are missing a dad. Some people are missing a husband. Um, some people are, uh, in pain. Some people are suffering. Uh, and, uh, you know, we talked last week about me having half my power gone. So we didn't have, uh, we didn't have the central heater, but the space heaters worked just fine. The stove didn't work, but the microwave worked just fine. And there are still people dealing with power issues right now after that ice because things are just messy and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I am very, very fortunate that everything was as easy as it was for us. Uh, and 
we it, it's 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 all about gratitude isn't it it is it is you know even when i was homeless uh, i i still had my car <laughs> i still had my car right. otherwise you know i wouldn't have anything because i wouldn't have gone into the shelters everybody's like well why would you not go into the shelters because I know what it's like to be in the shelters. I used to work in the shelters, so I know what it's like to be in the shelters. All and right. for and for a lot of reasons, the shelters were at times a lot dangerous place than being out on the street. So you had to kind of pick your battles. Understood. So, uh, yeah, just be grateful for what you do have. Right, and. This is getting depressing. Say something, say something <laughs> really happy. Uh, entertain me. Well, there's, there's a lot of interesting. With one of your, with one of your haunting um, um, stories. I want to hear a haunting happy story of yours. A haunting happy story. Yeah, um, give me a haunting happy story. Well, uh, I tell you, one of, the, uh, one of the things that is going on with me right now is we're gearing up for Sherwood. Uh, Sherwood Forest Fair. It's a Renaissance festival here in Texas. Uh, it takes place in March and April. Uh, so it's it's coming quick. And uh, I had a production meeting the other day uh, with Merlin, Merlin the Wise, who I work with out there. And uh, I also do my own show. And we have a couple of different places where we do things. Uh, and uh, the first show that I do uh, is based on intuition games and things like that thought reading and exploring what the mind can do uh, the kind of thing that a lot of people are are okay with um, but then uh, the second show that i do that happens in the evening there's no one on the stage following me so i don't have to be so quick on time and i've decided to turn that into a sort of spirit session where we do try to address messages for people. And I'm always fascinated by how that goes because when I do these kinds of things, uh, I mean, it's a show, so I'm using theatrical technique to make it fun and interesting for everybody. But I'm also being open with my intuition during this and trying to be honest with, with anything that I pick up on. And I'm just amazed how in the middle of a Renaissance festival setting, have you ever been to a Renaissance festival? Oh yes. I've been to several of them. They, they are not quiet spaces. <laughs> they, uh, I mean, a lot of the people, you find a lot of pagans that come out to these things, but they do, they don't come out to be spiritual. Uh, they come out to drink and party and and all of that and so it has, legs. <laughs> it has fascinated me that in the middle of this kind of an atmosphere that i am able to create a a, a circle uh and to uh to have this kind of of interaction and i'll often have people that participate in that they'll maybe come back a different day and want to talk to me about what it was that they connected with during that. And it always goes deeper than I know. Uh, I don't know if this is the experience for you, but when intuition talks to me and 
yeah, I just I just go with what pops up, and and I don't understand what it means. I don't understand why. I just I just run with it. You I go with what's given, and when people go, oh wow, I'm like really. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. I don't feel what what they're feeling. I don't I don't understand it. It feels very random to me. But I trained myself to just go with it. And it just fascinates me the the sorts of things that people will connect with. Uh there was one where their 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 dog had died and I connected with with this this attitude and i i talked about that and it it fit with their dog it, it was it was the expression of their dog but i encountered it more like people energy uh mm. was this way and and i guess it's because dogs don't know they're not people uh <laughs> if if they're in the right the right atmosphere um mm -hmm. i've had situations where the particular phrasing just happened to fit really well with with a, uh, the person that they were thinking about uh and and it, it's just it it astonishes me i wish it was like it is on tv i i recently finished watching the show medium which is a great show but it's a fantasy yeah. uh and uh and i think wow how wonderful it would be if my intuition lit up like her dreams did in the show and everything was just so obvious uh and and i i honestly i mean early on in my personal exploration i i was interviewing uh, a medium and i was trying to bust his chops or anything but i was trying to get into questions i thought people were genuinely interested in and one of the things that i said is how do you tell the difference between and, and this is just partly from what i was experiencing how do you tell the difference between things that are given to you by spirit and stuff you're just making up and he said that is very interesting because it feels like it comes from the same place at first and you learn to discern uh to recognize the subtle difference in the voice um, and I know that, that people experience mediumship at all levels, and for some of them it may be that very profound, you know, documentary level uh, demonstration of the idea. But I also think for a lot of us that connect with spirit, that it is that weird sort of obscure don't get it, but going to run with it anyway, kind of a thing. And it's taken me a, a while to learn that that is actually mediumship going on, mm -hmm. that, that it doesn't have to be so vivid. And so a lot of people that, that think they're, that, that they're trying to experience mediumship and they they feel like they're just getting this weird fuzzy. Nah, I don't, I don't feel like the, the, I, I don't feel like Mama Camille on TV. Yes, I see your father. She behind you. You know, <laughs> you know that the, the, it really is happening. And, and, and honestly, some of what you may be experiencing in those very famous examples may be a little theater. 
that they may be presenting it in a way that makes it more vivid uh, than, than they actually experience it because they've learned to discern, but they're also telling you the story so you can understand. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. It's just more confusing when you're trying to manifest it yourself. Yeah, but it's also the thing about it is what people don't understand is mediumship is a it's also not only is it a talent and a skill, but it's also been developed over time. That's what people don't understand. Right. You know, it's right. it may start out like for me. I don't, I hear, I see, and I also feel. But there's times I only see, there's times I only hear, there's times I only feel. And then there's times I have all three, and there's times I only have two, and then there's times, I mean, it's it's different sometimes. Yeah. And then there's times and they all come together slowly. But it's, for me, it's, it's mostly it's, an idea. And then it can be an idea. That, you know, that's it's, the way it's, I experience it the most. It just it just pops up and I go with it. But it feels like a lot of times for me, it feels like there's a whisper wow. in my ear. That and and nice. it's funny, you know, and but it doesn't make sometimes it doesn't make sense. It's not like a full sentence like, okay, the bobby pin is over there in the drawer. It's not it's not like that. Okay. Right. It's not a complete sentence. Yeah. But it's like it's like they whisper it whisper broken things into my ear or they or they pop up an image into my mind sometimes. Or it's it's like like I said, something like that. Right. And then I have to sit here and say, Okay, this doesn't make sense. Well clearly we, we need to spend a, a show just talking about some of this right. kind of stuff because I think it, it could be interesting, especially since you and I experience it in different ways. That would be useful to people. Well, uh, so we're going to take a pause here and hear some words from our sponsors. Then we will be right back with our special guest. We have a special guest today, so looking forward to that. Uh, but here's stuff you got to know. Anybody can tell you what is on a tarot or oracle card. What matters is seeing beyond what others may not be able to see and help the client to uncover what lies in the mist. What do readings from Moonlight Potions and Charms do? Wednesday I did this ancestor reading and it was an amazing reading. And it was a detailed reading. And I remember talking to this customers ancestors and it was so delightful and he wanted some questions to be answered about the magic in his family because he didn't know and his family was mostly like most of our families are you know how everything is like hush hush when it comes to the magic in his family and he wanted to know who can he actually talk to about the history of the magic in his family? And I was able to give him specifically who he can go to to talk to about that. What particular deity he can actually go to to be able to help him with this. And it was just 
an amazing reading and, and talking to his ancestors. They were such a delight and they told me so much about this customer. It was just an absolutely wonderful, wonderful reading for him. And I was just so happy to be able to give him this wonderful reading. It's really amazing to be able to give people these readings, these products that's really gonna help them and be able to give back to the community because this is what Moonlight Posters and Charms is about. We want to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. That is what we are all about, is to help you to do that. Book now and allow our wonderful staff to take care of your spiritual reading needs. And there is so much more in our Wicked store to help you to embrace the power of your own magic. So come on in to Moonlight Potions and Charms at www.moonlightpotionscharms.com and discover the wicked things that ignite the magical passion in you. I'm Saul Ravencraft, co-host of Witch Hat Chats. I understand just how confusing and chaotic it can be to open to a path of magic and manifestation. Everything seems to turn on its head. I want to be an ally as you find the way upon your path. My studio setup will let us do readings, coaching, and exploration virtually, just as though you were sitting across the table from me. One size does not fit all, and we will work together to craft the right approaches to build your practice, your confidence, and your power using the tools of divination, magical works, and spirit connections. It's never too late to embrace a new path and emerge empowered. Go to TexasMojoMan.com and select Contact to begin. There's a message now. Let's get started working on your very good fortune. Have you wondered what spirituality is? Spirituality is limitless as it does not contain any boundaries on beliefs or practices. Spirituality's most important component is personal experience and allows one to explore it freely. Every Moving We Rise is a spiritual moving tradition as our name is our lifestyle because we are persistently rising and moving forward. We realize that everyone's spiritual journey is extremely personal but more easily traveled with reinforcement. We'll teach you to become friends with your shadow, emerge your authentic self, and give you time and space to develop your own spirituality. And when situations bump back, you'll have the entire community behind you as we are a magical family who work to sustain each other. Discover the benefits of working within a society dedicated to helping you grow on your personal path. Visit us on our website, Linktree, or Facebook page and discover why we don't fit in the box.
Welcome back to Witch Hat Chats. It is me and Nikki Kirby here with you, but we are not alone. Uh, we have a very special guest today, and I am so excited to bring her in. Um, inspired to document and share stories capturing the beauty of nature, of the visible and invisible realms of magic and witchcraft, our guest is a green witch, a gardenerian priestess, and filmmaker. She has created documentary films, including Starry Nights and her most recent four-part series, Exploring the Sacred. And she is here to talk about her book, Earth Magic, The Elements of Witchcraft. We are so pleased to present Dodie Graham Nakay. Hello, Dodie. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. I love your hat, um, Nikki. I feel underdressed. I should have put a hat on for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. That's all right. We we permit a little nudity on the show. It's not a problem. <laughs> so filmmaking is not something that we get a lot. We get a lot of uh, we get a lot of. Uh, uh, authors, uh, which you are as well. We get a lot of uh, artists and, and card designers and that kind of thing. But filmmaking is not something that comes up so much. Uh, and there are a lot of changes going on in that industry. Women's voices are coming forward. We're starting to finally get away from the the pen, penis driven version of this energy uh, industry um and and starting to get some genuine different perspectives going on uh and i think that's just going to get better and better and better how was it for you getting involved in that industry um well first of all thank you so much for bringing this up because uh you're right especially in in pagan uh forums um, we're really, really great at, uh, understanding how to promote authors because books are our combined passion, right? I think every witch I know, every pagan I know has a stack of books or maybe a few stacks of books in their house. Uh, we love books and we understand, uh, what to do to promote a pagan author or, you know, uh, highlight pagan authorship. And, um, and then artists, visual artists started to come up and, you know, we love to celebrate beautiful pagan imagery and, you know, we, we all buy art prints to hang on our walls and t-shirts to promote and support, uh, uh, artists, but filmmakers, I show up with my, my films under my arm and I'm going to present at a pagan event and nobody knows what to do with me, you know, um, Projectors are really, uh, you know, they sometimes there's a, a rental fee attached to getting a projector. Sometimes I have to drag mine along if that's possible. And and then a screen or at least a blank white wall. I mean, these things are really, you know, uh, freakish. <laughs> so, you know, when I when I take that leap of faith and bring my films out to show folks, I uh, I'm always uh, really impressed uh, when when those things are actually there for me. And uh, and then trying to coax people into the room to watch films. It's just not something we're used to doing in pagan forums yet. But uh, but this year I will be at uh, Paganicon next month and at Mystic South in the summer showing some showing exploring the sacred. Um, I got involved in filmmaking totally by accident. 
Like it literally, like it, I, it was, it was a mistake. (laughs) It was an accident. It wasn't what I was setting out to do. I got a, a temporary job in a documentary film office that was only supposed to be for the summer. But then it was like Gilligan's Island, my three hour tour turned into, you know, (laughs) making TVs out of coconuts and banana peels. It was weird. But um, yeah, it was an accident, Uh, a small thing that just kind of uh, snowballed. And I started out filing and answering the phones and coordinating some things and and then picking up a camera and then going out on shoots and then telling people what to shoot. And because I like to write, I started writing stuff and turning that writing into film projects totally an accident. I never went to film school. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Now, um, the book that you uh, put out, uh, so so we got a few books floating around. Uh, One, uh, you talk about earth magic. Now, yes, which book is is that? That's that's the Earth Magic yes. book. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where to point to point at. It's <laughs> all right. This one um, right here. So so, Earth Magic uh, is is something that's been floating around. I believe Scott Cunningham had a book called Earth Magic, which which uh, uh, I read and and love. Uh, not that not as proprietary to everybody else. We all have the Earth. Uh, so tell us about what you mean when you talk about earth magic oh i'm so sorry my phone just went off oh i'm That's so all right okay. um when i talk about earth magic um i'm talking about any forms of magic or working with the spirit world that results in something becoming physical um you're giving something form you're giving something a body you're giving something a shape and you're making something tangible So that actually spins out to be a pretty broad category from my point of view. Um, If you're interested in doing something like uh, kitchen witchery and you're using the materials from the earth, our food, and you're creating something uh, intentionally with magic, with uh, somebody's or your own greater good in your heart, um, that to me, kitchen witchery is a form of earth magic. If you're practicing invocation and you're uh, in Wicca, we sometimes talk about drawing down the moon. Uh, You're talking about giving spirits, um, you know, things that don't have a a physical body. You're inviting them into your body. You're giving them form and you're giving them uh, material space. Um, To me, that's a form of earth magic. Right. Working with uh, materials, stones, herbs, uh, plants, trees, water, things that come from our planet, the resources and materials from our planet to create something and build something. Um, That's a form of earth magic. I've got this little uh, companion here, this little poppet, you know, create the creating of a a poppet. I've I've taken my intent and I've, made it a, a given it a little physical form and I've created something to give it a little body that's a form of earth magic so when you actually look at so much of what witches do and, and how we practice a lot of it could fall under that category right right now when you when you talk about earth magic and earth spirit uh yeah it makes me think of the the genius loci 
the spirit yep. of the land. Um, now, you, uh, uh, by just just hearing you speak, it sounds like you might be in Canada. Is that correct? <laughs> Do I have an accent? Because I, um, I, I want to have a cute Canadian accent. Well, you you don't, but I watch I watch enough hockey uh, to recognize the the boots uh, and and that kind of thing. Which it's it's not really it's not really an accent, but uh, when you pay attention, you do notice things. But you you are in Canada now. When we talk about the spirit of the land, uh, I'm here in Texas, uh, and so we have a, a certain connection with what the land is here. How does how does that affect the spiritual practices, the witchcraft practices in Canada? Well, I got sort of two ways to answer that question for you, Saul. Um, one, a lot of those of us who uh, live in particularly North America and, and English speaking parts of the world, a lot of the source materials that we have been uh, able to access were either published uh, ages ago in the UK or ages ago and quite prolifically in the United States. For us in Canada, there's not a lot of Canadian voices that um, that are published about which, telling witchcraft stuff. So witchcraft books that are Canadian are kind of unique. And I know that when Earth Magic came out, um, one of the things that I kept hearing when I was traveling around Canada was like, oh, it feels so Canadian to hear your voice in that book, Dodie. And I that really that really warmed my heart because I know that's something I'd been craving, you know, 30 odd years ago when I got into the craft. Nobody with my perspective was being reflected in the books I was able to access. There was, you know, all this cool UK stuff that was fascinating to read, but it was very a very different voice and didn't relate to where I lived their wheel of the year and the wheel of the year I observe here in Winnipeg, um, very different. Give me an um, example. Um, okay. Well, we just had Imolk pass us by, right? Right. And, and a lot of the uh, source material that I was reading as, as a, as a Wiccan, I'm looking at stuff and they're talking about Imolk and the snowdrops coming up and all these images and colors and associations with the Sabbat of Imolk. If I could show you what's out my window right now, I've got about uh, three feet of snow in my backyard. All the trees are bare. There will not be a flower until late May, probably in my land. So trying to relate the source material and the uh, reference material for this spirituality I'm very attached to, to my reality, there was always discord there. Mm -hmm. And so you know, back in the late 80s, early 90s, talking about how do we make the Wheel of the Year relatable to our part of planet Earth was almost like a heresy. Like, you can't change that imagery. You can't alter that. But, you know, we did. We didn't break witchcraft, and Wicca's just fine. So, obviously, <laughs> as a nature religion, I still believe we're a nature religion. Um, we have to be sensitive to the land we live on. And that brings me to the second way I want to answer your question, Saul, is that if we want to take it seriously, we really do want to work with the genius loci of, of our, you know, homes where we are located. Um, we need to actually apply that to reality and not, not just make that be about, 
oh, I want to work with the land spirits. So I'm going to take these plastic trinkets and lay them out as offering. I'm going to take these non-biodegradable things and dump them under a tree to show the land spirits that I want to work with them. Um, I think we need to be more human in how we relate to the spirits of the land. And one way we can do that, if we really want to endear ourselves to the inherent spirits, the genius loci of where we live, we need to look at the indigenous peoples who have had historic relationships with those land spirits from time immemorial. I live on Treaty 1 territory up here um, in Canada. I'm, I'm about an hour's drive north of the Canada-US border. And the, the indigenous folks here have been living on this land for thousands of years. And if, if I truly want to work with the land spirits, I need to walk my talk and treat the people with whom those spirits have had historic relationships with with respect. Now in Canada, uh, we're at a, a period of our history where we're coming to terms with the atrocities committed um, by the settler population upon the indigenous population when contact was made. And um, I, don't, I don't know if the news gets down to Texas where you are, Saul, and, mm. but uh, you know, the, uh, the discovery of human remains of children at the former residential schools the uh, rampant problem of uh, missing and murdered Indigenous uh, women uh, and the, the government and the uh, Canadian government and the authority figures here are not taking seriously the crimes that are committed against Indigenous people today and also historically. So as a magical practitioner and somebody who's learning to be a, a better and better citizen, I want to make sure that I support those causes and I support those initiatives to get uh, justice and truth and reconciliation as part of our culture, as part of our world. And in doing so, I have a hope that the uh, the land spirits see the efforts that, that myself and folks who share my beliefs are going to make in order to uh, to allow us to work with them in a, in a better way. Um, that's kind of a long rant, and I, I hope it makes sense to you. Um, maybe it's, you know, my Canadian perspective is, is, is a little bit too Canadian, but uh, I hope it becomes more international. Absolutely. So um, what have you been working on lately? Um, well, I just delivered those four uh, short films. Um, to There's a, a, a regional broadcaster called Bell MTS up here in Canada, and they have a, a like a cable TV network that offers uh, original uh, programming created by independent producers such as myself. They're called Bell MTS, and they broadcast across from from the middle of Canada where I am all the way east. Um, four part series called Exploring the Sacred. Each ten minute story uh, is a profile of a different earth based spiritual practitioner. So we have a druid, we have a heathen kindred. Uh, I have a herbalist and uh, a group of people called the Keepers of the Sanctuary, and all of them use some form of earth-based spirituality to connect to the planet around them. So those will be available, and uh, hopefully in the not-too-distant future, there's a, a, a exclusivity term that Bell MTS has to broadcast those shows. And as soon as that uh, term expires, I believe at the end of next month, 
I'll be able to share them on uh, on my Vimeo and YouTube channels. So that'll be fun. And people will be able to come to my website and visit me and see those shows or catch up with me at, uh, at one of the pagan events I'll be visiting down in the States. Um, and uh, more an, an, another recent published thing, if you want to learn more about um, land acknowledgement and reconciliation, um, I have an essay in the recently published published uh, Gorgon's Guide to Magical Resistance, uh, edited by Laura Tepitz Zakroff. Super fun book, really inspired if you want to learn how to, you know, it, how, do, how do we get social justice and magic together for you? It's, it's a whole bunch of interesting stuff. Um, and I'm working on another book um, about the relationship that magical practitioners have with their animal companions and animal familiars. So... Lots going on. Lots going Sounds on. Sounds like uh, we'll have a good reason to talk to you again in the near future. Well, I hope so. I hope so. It's fun talking to to folks in other parts of the world about magic because we all have our uh, homes that inspire us. Yeah. Right. Imagine what so, happens when we start connecting those dots. Yep. Yep. This. And um, so how can our people be able to reach you? Um, well, uh, I can be found on the internet uh, at my website, uh, dodiegrahammckay.com. Um, I'm easily found on Facebook, uh, Dodie Graham McKay Books and Films, um, and on Instagram, Dodie underscore GM. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for actually coming on to the show. It was enjoyable. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you again. Well, next time I'll wear a hat. I'll be more prepared. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So that's all for our show today. Join us next week when Saul and I will be chatting about Ostara. So embrace your power, support your community, keep your fuzzy babies, your family, friends, and yourself safe, and have an absolute magical week. You have been listening to Witch Hat Chats. Host, Miss Nikki Kirby. Co-host, Saul Ravencraft. Guest host, Dodie Graham McKay. Executive producer, Nikki Kirby. Producer, Saul Ravencraft. Video editors. Magical Myth Entertainment, Myth Made Productions, Witch Hat Chats theme song, The Middle Witch by Serena Janini, Magical Myth Entertainment, Myth Made Productions, sponsored by Ever Moving We Ride, Moonlight Places and Charms. Texas Mojo Man. Copyrighted 2020 through 2022 by Nikki Kirby and Witch Cat Chats. Trademark All Rights Reserved. All material of Witch Cat Chats is a trademark of Nikki Kirby and Magical Myth Entertainment. This podcast is for information only and is not an offering of sale to any security. 
of Witch Hat Chats, trademark, or its projects, or its affiliates. All video, audio, and music are the property of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats, trademark, and may not be disclosed, distributed, or reproduced without the express written permission of Nikki Kirby and Witch Hat Chats, trademark.